Welcome to HB RV Lifestyle, the podcast. As you know, they call me the honey badger because I give it to you straight and transparent about the RV business and sometimes the world. Uh, today's video may be offensive to those that are far right wing politically, politically and far left liberal politically. Um, for those of you that are not don't identify as either one, which is the super majority of the world, uh, you're going to understand where I'm coming from from a lot of this. Now, the main portion and probably going to spend the most time on is long distance vehicle buying. And I'm going to focus in on RVs because it's something that I have experience with. So to give you an idea, I counted it down on my spreadsheet. I have 2,606 uh, long distance RV sales uh, over the last, uh, let's see, uh, eight years. That's a lot of RVs. That's a little over 270 a year that I do with people uh, that are at least minimum a six hour drive away from me. Okay. Now, in that time, I've worked for four dealerships. And what I did with all four is I've shown people how to build internet programs or an internet uh, sales plan. Because most people in this in, that want to be a part of this lifestyle are willing to travel to get either the best deal or get the unit that they're actually looking for. For example, a lot of people that I've sold over the years when I was with Barbara RV, I sold a lot of people that flew from the East Coast to California to buy diesel pushers from me. Because either A, I had the right exterior color and nobody had it, or B, interior color, or C, I really was the only one that had that coach. We also had heavy discount programs where we paid for the flight, we paid for your taxi back then, or we picked you up from the airport, and you were given the white glove treatment. Now, back then, we were making good profit on them, enough to be able to give people the white glove treatment. Now we are in an age where it's a race to the bottom, and there's no profit to anything anymore. Right now, I know nobody believes me. And I get why nobody believes me, but I'm going to say it anyway. Dealerships across the United States and Canada are losing their shorts selling RVs. We're trying to get our inventories down back to one of the ones that we want to carry, and we're losing huge money. My owner wrote a check for $4.26 million last year to cover losses out of his own bank account. I'm going to repeat that. $4.26 million to cover all the losses we took in 2023. And he's set to write a bigger check this year. So it just goes to show you that dealerships that know what they're doing have come to the conclusion it's time to lose a bunch of money. Now, that being said, I sell things at a scratch and dent type of sale and been doing that for the last five years. Even before COVID, I had a scratch and dent program. 
So, there's etiquette to buying stuff long distance. And it seems like the super majority of you don't know what that etiquette is. So let me give you some of that etiquette. Number one, when somebody is as transparent as I am, and I'm really transparent about things, you know everything before you fly or drive here. Everything down to the last penny, everything down to what flaws are inside the unit that we're not going to fix. And I tell everybody, no matter what you do, folks, no RV is perfect, but we will make sure that every appliance works. We'll make sure that all your plumbing works. We'll make sure all your electrical works. Every main component, major and minor component inside the RV is going to work when you come down to pick it up. And you will spend about two to two and a half hours with my technician going through it. Then you come in and sign paperwork. That's the process. Now, that being said, don't give people money until you're ready to buy. Don't put people in the trick bag. Well, I don't want them to sell it for us before I see it. That's the most common thing I hear. So I get guys that call me and say, can I put a hold on it? And I say the words, no. Why? Let me tell you why it's rude and disrespectful to give somebody a hold deposit, not a down payment. And there's a difference. It could be the same dollar amount, but a down payment is a purchase. A hold is you're not sure. Okay. And the reason why it's disrespectful, it's not disrespectful always just to the dealership. It's disrespectful to other consumers or customers that actually live locally to the dealership. Give you a great example, guys. I had a guy who was living in Quarter Lane, Idaho, and he was going to drive all the way to San Diego, California. Now, if you can imagine, that is a minimum in traffic 21-hour drive, especially since it was winter. This was last year, okay? Winter of last year, it's snowing like a bat out of hell, and the guy wants to drive 21 hours, and the guy says, well, can you put a hold on it for me? And I said, no. And he goes, why not? Anybody else would. And I go, I don't take holds. I take down payments. There's a difference. The difference is, sir, is if I take a hold and then I don't sell it to the next person that walks in the dealership that's a local customer of mine, I lose the local customer. He went, oh. And I said, but here's what I'm going to tell you. Before we get started... 8 out of 10 people, and literally, I counted it out. I actually did the math. It was 8 out of 10 people will give me money over the phone and come pick up their RV and be okay buying it sight on scene based on the program that I have. They feel comfortable to come do that. I remember, I've been doing that program for eight, uh, for I'm sorry, for five years. Been doing internet sales to people outside of a 10-hour drive, 6 to 10-hour drive, I should say, for 10 years. So he says, well, I want to see it first before I buy it. I said, fabulous. When you start driving down here, if I will call you. We will talk to each other at the end of every day while you make your way down here. And if it sells before you get down here, I will tell you. 
And he goes, well, that doesn't seem right. And I said, that's okay, I understand. But the truth is, sir, that if it was meant to be, it was meant to be. Now, sure enough, he hit the Nevada border. If I think it was either Nevada border or the Northern California border, I don't remember what border he hit. But he hit a border where he was about 10 hours away, and I sold the unit to a local customer. I called him up, said I apologize. His name was Fred. I super apologize, buddy, but someone came in and bought it. Now, what's interesting about Fred is when Fred came down to, he came down to the dealership anyway because I had the only one that he could physically put his eyes on in the 11 Western states. I won't tell you what it was. That's not fair to the brand because they're kind of idiots. But long story short, Fred came down and looked at it. Got a hotel room to come look because he's not going to buy. And he says, I hate it. He says, it's just, it's not the same in person as it was online. I go, now you see why I won't take money from you, Fred. I would have missed out on this customer ready to buy. And you didn't like it when you saw it in person. That's why I don't take holds. Okay, you if you are going to buy a unit, you have to be fully committed to buying the unit. Yes, that's going to piss a lot of you off. I'm going to get nasty comments about it. I completely understand where you're coming from. But the reality is not where you're coming from, not your sweet little feelings. The reality is. Is that if you're going to drive from northern california to tampa bay florida because you think you're going to save money which you will probably there is a big chance you will commit to the deal get a contract in writing give them the full down payment over the phone as much as they'll take on a credit card and get your buyer's remorse out of the way before you start heading that way Getting buyer's remorse while you're on the way to go pick up your unit is not fair to the local customers in that area that are ready to buy. There's a, there, there's several reasons why manufacturers, if you look at the back of a brochure... There's a lot of reasons why manufacturers want you to buy locally. One of the main reasons is because they ship units to those specific dealerships to support that local RV lifestyle base. They don't ship people units to Miami, Florida for them to sell them to people in Seattle, Washington. Now, that all being said, I'm not telling you don't travel outside of your state to go buy RVs. Not at all. What I am telling you is there's etiquette to it. And I'm going to do a very educated, more formal video on this on the main channel. 
Because, guys, it's not fair. Excuse my language, but fuck the dealer. I don't care about the dealer, necessarily. It's not fair to the local customer base that you play games with the dealership over unit and stock. I've been very successful with people coming here and they've bought the unit sight on scene because I set the expectations. So set your own expectations. Ask questions. You're probably wondering, where is this coming from? Well, I just had an experience of somebody putting me in what I call the trick bag. And I'm about to have the biggest argument I've had with a customer face-to-face in 10 years. Because the guy that I sold a Georgetown motorhome is a flat-out bullshit artist. And he's a subscriber to my main YouTube channel and to this podcast. I hope he doesn't hear this because then it's going to make the fight tomorrow even worse. But he completely flat out lied to me and put me in a position where I turned away local business to sell him a motorhome because in text messages he says, I want to buy it. Not I want you to hold it, John, or Honey Badger, or what do you want to call me. It's, I want to buy it. This has been a three-week process. Starting with, obviously, and it always takes two to three weeks to sell stuff over the phone, okay? That's not, that's, that's very normal. It's not like first phone call, hey, so I want to buy it. Okay, you ready? Yep, here's deposit, click. No, that's not the way it works. Normally, it's, it ta- you know, I think the shortest deal I've done is about a week. From that kind of long distance. But these folks live in San Francisco. My dealership is an hour outside of Las Vegas, Nevada. That's a 12 and a half hour drive. I'm not going to have people drive here 12 and a half hours to lie to them. That's not the way I operate. I have never operated that way. If you watch my main YouTube channel and you listen to this podcast, I'm as transparent as they come. In fact, most of the time, a lot of my dealership colleagues think I'm way too transparent. But they don't understand what it takes to have a pure internet store, and I do because I've worked at locations that are nowhere near freeways that look like they're in the middle of destitute. And I made money. And I made the dealership money, and I made customers happy. So these folks give me a $2,000 credit card deposit. I get a loan form all set up. And when they get into town, three days later, when they drive their motor home trade-in, that's thrashed, by the way. That's a, that He lied to me about the mileage, lied to me about the condition, lied to me about the equipment. He then goes ahead and says, oh, we didn't give you a down payment. We gave you a hold. We want to see it first because we've never seen one before. That was a fucking lie because they texted me and told me that they've seen two others up in Northern California, but they were too much money. Don't lie to people. I'm telling you, you will have a better experience as a customer if you don't lie to the people. 
Stop lying. I know it's hard not to because you're trained to. You're trained by your parents, your grandparents, the internet. You're trained to lie to salespeople. But when you're trying to buy something that you either have to fly to go drive back to your home or you have to drive six, seven, eight, ten hours each way, it makes your experience bad. Because once you've lied, nobody wants to deal with you. But I dealt with, I didn't deal with the guy. My technician said, you know what? I'll deal with him. You know what my finance guy says? You know what, John? I'll deal with him. That way he has to tell a fresh set of lies. I said, okay, guys. It's all on you. So they did a great job, man. Two days, they did a great job. But then my technician comes up to me and says, hey, I don't know if you know this or not, but I caught them stealing normal RV stuff that comes with that motorhome and trying to put it inside their new Georgetown. I'm like, like what? He says, well, the refrigerator shelves, they want, they took them out. I'm like, okay. They took the sink covers and they removed the TV. By the way, this guy told me that his motorhome has an auto level system. I have it in writing from the guy. I went to go take pictures of it on Sunday. There's no auto level system. So this guy put me in the trick bag. Got me all pissed off so I don't look at his trade. Now guess what he's doing. Now he's got buyer's remorse. Now he threatened my technician that he's going to call the cops and have the cops make us take the motorhome back because they're unhappy with it while they're camping because there's too many cosmetic flaws. You were here for two days and we told you we're not going to fix anything cosmetic. There's nothing majorly cosmetically wrong with the motorhome. They're normal things when it's a scratch and dent type of situation. You have to actually look for flaws in that motorhome to find them. And I'm going to talk about a quick skim around. If you just sit in the motorhome and chill, you'll never notice them. You have to go through and put your finger on stuff and look at it from really close to find any kind of flaws in the cabinetry or anything else. That's why I sold it for $15,000 less than what invoice was. And by the way, it's a 2024 that was built two months ago. Don't lie. That's the biggest etiquette thing you can do. Put away all the horse manure you were taught about negotiating deals. Throw it away in the garbage. And listen to what I'm saying. If you're going to travel 10, 12, 15 hours, if you're going to go five, six states over to buy an RV and you want them to not sell from underneath you, buy it sight unseen. And do it over a process that has them take maybe a quick video or, or a more detailed video. I did, I mean, dude, you don't understand the work I put into this motorhome deal. No, no, only, only my finance guy understands how much work I put into that deal. And tomorrow I have a war on my hands that I'm going to have.
Because I'm not going to back him out of the deal. Not going to do it. Nevada is a no cooling off period state. He took he signed contracts and he took possession of the motorhome. He owns it. And I'm not giving him back his old one. It's on the principle of the thing now. The lies. This is why experiences become bad. This is why salespeople, managers, and customers, especially customers, this is why you get a bad taste in your mouth because of situations like this. So folks, hear, heed my words. Do not, and I mean do not, lie to your salespeople or the managers or the dealership that's five or six states away if you are really seriously considering buying. If you have to go see a unit in person first, you're going to have to take the chance. Don't lie and say, well, I want to buy it, but when I get there, I don't really want to buy it. I just wanted to look. That's a lie. Say the words, hey, man, I'm going to drive out. Let's say you find it on Wednesday. Hey, I can't make it out there till Saturday afternoon. Can you call me if it sells? I'm going to touch base with you before I drive. That's perfect. Sales guys, because they're like, dude, yeah, let's keep in touch. They'll write it down as an appointment. If it was meant to be, it was meant to be. Number two, don't lie about your credit. This is one business lying about your credit does you nothing but cause you pain. Most of us, not all of us, but most dealerships have a soft pull system. Where we can pull your credit without your social security without your social security number. And it doesn't affect your credit. At minimum, submit that kind of application to the dealership and see if they can pull your credit. It's not bulletproof. Sometimes it doesn't work and we need to have you get to give you your social or have us give you your social. But I'd say probably 75-78% of the time. We can pull your credit without your social security number and not affect your credit. So I have a guy right now trying to buy a motorhome. He tells the sales guys that he's an 814 FICO score and he's got absolutely perfect credit. He's seven hours away from the dealership. Trying to negotiate interest rate without credit. And I told the guys... Have him do a soft pull. Well, you won't do that. Well, then I'm not going to talk to him about interest rate until I see his credit. We can either do it by pulling it softly or we can pull it hard. But I'm not talking to anybody about interest rate until they give me some form of credit so that way I can tell them roughly where they're going to be. Mr. Big Bad Boy... Went to three other dealerships, had his credit run because they had the best price. That was a lie, by the way. 
he didn't have the best price we did and come to find out he's got a bankruptcy from five years ago that that barely cleared five years ago and he's a 664 so how he went from an 814 to a 664 with a bankruptcy makes you big to wonder so that's why i don't believe people about their credit show me your credit i'll give you an interest rate And we have the ability to pull your credit most of the time, 75 to 78% of the time, I can pull it without a social security number. And it's pretty accurate. I would say it's probably 90% accurate. Have I been put in the trick bag a couple of times by lenders? Sure. I had one guy, he pulled a 720, and when I ran him through the two credit unions I use, he was a 644. I've had the opposite, where I've had this a good, clean 670. I ship him off to the banks, and he's tier one. All we can give you is an estimate. That's what we can give you as a dealership. We can give you an estimated rate. We can't promise it to you until the bank approves it. Or the credit union approves it. So the, these are just things that, that, these are etiquette things. And, and, and I could keep going and going and going. The major thing is stop lying. Stop yourself from lying. When you can't, when, okay, so they got the best, they got the unit I want. It's the only one in seven states. Okay, I got to go see it first. Go that route. If it sells, it sells. That's on you. That's on you. You're not ready. That's not, and what I mean by it's not on you, it's not to make you mad. It's like you're the one that chose that you want to see it first. Nothing wrong with it. It's hard to buy something you've never set your eyes on before. Somehow, eight out of ten people I deal with over the internet don't need to see the unit first. Most of the time, because I've seen it at their local dealer, and they know they can save a couple grand with me. And they don't have to drive all the way near the factory to save money with me. So the bottom, bottom line is don't lie. If you, A, if you think what I'm saying is bullshit... I get it. But you're wrong because it's not bullshit. So until next time, guys, have a great weekend. Stay warm. It's freaking cold across the country. Even in sunshine, California, it's cold. And uh, remember, RV stands for Toolkit and Sense of Humor.